Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello, hello, my unicorns. How are you? Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about how to disappoint a friend and all the shame and guilt and worry and all that garbage that comes with it. Oh my goodness. So this topic is something that I wanted to talk with you about today because I had to do it not that long ago and um, it was really difficult. Like, shit, I wanted to poop my pants. It was so uncomfortable. And on the other side of it, it felt so good. And I feel a whole lot more, mm, I mean, a whole lot more confident, obviously, but just a whole lot more trust in myself and um, with the ways that I'm able to stand up for myself and have my own back. And so I wanted to share this with you too, you know, while it's on my mind and give you the same kind of way of standing up for yourself um, and disappointing a friend and um, the same kind of testing mechanism I use to see, okay, what's the decision I actually really want to make here so that you can make a decision, even if it will disappoint a friend, um, you can make that decision from a place that you know, ends up with you feeling good and growing your confidence and feeling more solid and able to have your own back and less like, oh, I just picked it because it seemed like the thing I was supposed to do because I don't know, I'm just supposed to like relentlessly stick up for myself and do whatever the fuck I want, no matter how many people I piss off. Like, (laughs) it's not what I'm trying to uh, recommend anyone does. So let's dive into this. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the scenario that I was in, and then hopefully that paints a great picture for you to be able to do, to, to, you know, find in your own life. So, um, I was at this weekend event recently for a friend and I was so excited to go there, um, for them originally because, um, it, this weekend event was like a big deal to them and I really wanted to do that for them. It was going to be great excitement, right? But as it got closer, I realized that I didn't really want to go, but I felt obligated to go for them. I wasn't going at all for myself, right? I honestly wouldn't, um, wouldn't have traveled in this way. I wouldn't have scheduled or planned this kind of event for myself. Um, it was really an event that, I was going to out of the desire to please the friend and be um, and be there and show up for them. Now, sometimes that's sometimes that's a great thing. Sometimes it's not a great thing, right? You honestly need to make the decision, and as always, right, you get to decide at the end of the day whether um, it's for you or not for you. But you know, I'm thankful for my friends when they've made sacrifices for me and done things that they don't quite want to do because the desire to show up and be there for me was greater than the desire to uh, not do whatever the thing was that I invited them to, right? 
Um, so in this case, that's how it started out. And I was like, okay, you know what? I would rather show up for my friend than um, like that desire is stronger than the desire against doing this this weekend getaway. Um, so anyway, I ended up going and partway through the weekend was no longer like enjoying myself at all. It was like the, the discomfort of, of everything going on was far outweighing what I felt I had capacity to show up for my friend for. So that's a really convoluted and confusing and very vague way because I don't really want to share um, who or the extreme details of this, but um, basically the scales tipped, right? And I no longer was able to really follow this, what felt good or like a, yeah, it didn't feel good anymore to show up for them. It now felt like, okay, I'm like, cutting off my own hand um to help out a friend and that is not you know not um a recommended <laughs> i mean it's pretty fucking obvious right um whereas before before going it felt like okay this is just like an inconvenience and an inconvenience is totally worth it to show up for a friend now it feels like i'm actually causing myself pain and harm and um, a lot of emotional, uh, issues, if you will, in order to show up for them. So the scales had tipped and I was really thinking, you know what, we're going to just stick it out. It can be okay. And I noticed this theme a lot with all of you wonderful unicorns who are into any kind of self-development. You like to search for how you can be the solution to any problem. I want to remind you, it's okay sometimes to just decide that actually the problem is like outside of you and you can't think your way through it. You just need to leave. And we hit a point this during this um, weekend event where I was like, I can do it. I can do it. I can push through. It's going to be fine. It's, not I'm halfway through it. It's gonna be it's gonna be okay. And I was feeling more and more pain inside, like emotional pain. I was feeling tension in my body. I was feeling um like my inner child just throwing a temper tantrum, uh, feeling rejected. If y'all haven't listened to the inner child episode, that is one of my favorites. Go back and listen to that one, connecting with your inner child. Ugh, so good. Um, but anyway, the more that I ever developed this relationship with my inner child, the more I hear them speak to me. I also feel like I have two inner child children. One's like a feminine inner, inner child and one's a masculine inner child. And anyway, they're upset. They're feeling hurt. They're feeling not spoken up for. Just as like a child needs their parent to stick up for them when they're in a dangerous situation or when someone's kind of attacking them. That's the same sensation I get with my inner child. Like my inner child's going, Hey, I want you to stick up for me. And you're not, you're being a shitty ass parent. Right? So I listened 
And then I had kept deciding until that point, right? <laughs> Decisions are funny. When, whenever we're doing, whenever we make a decision to do something, we do have to keep recommitting to that decision, right? Every day is a commitment to take care of my dog, to be a, his, you know, adopted father. <laughs> um, when I adopted him, oh my God, we had his little anniversary recently and it was six years. I've had him for six years. Gideon is such a great dog. I love him so much. Anyway, I made a commitment to take care of him six years ago. And every day is a recommitment to that decision. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, why am I doing this? (laughs) Love him so much, but sometimes he's a handful, right? It's the same with any decision that we make. Whether or not we are conscious of it, we are continuing to keep recommitting over and over again to that decision. Every time we continue to do things that are in line with that decision we made months, weeks, years ago, we are still recommitting, redeciding. So in this scenario, right, I'm sitting there and I'm re- or going throughout the weekend and I'm redeciding every time that we are <laughs> every moment that I am not getting in my car and leaving is a recommitment. And when I was feeling this strong urge from my inner child, like I feel unwell, get me home. I decided, you know what? I think it's time to no longer do any more kind of mental gymnastics on myself in order to show up for my friend. It's now time to show up for my inner child because it has now become harmful to me. Showing up for my friend has become harmful to me and my relationship with myself. And so I decided in my mind, okay, we're going to leave in just a couple hours. We're going to stick around for this, that, and the other, and then I'm going home. The moment I've made that decision, I felt an immediate relaxation in my body and in my mind. It was like the like a crack in a dam, you know, and water is just rushing out. <laughs> it's just feeling release. Ah, so good. So, what the heck is all of this for you, right? Besides what we've already picked apart. Well, I just want you to to think about everything that you do. There is a gray area between are you doing this for you or are you doing this for others? Everything you do is both, honestly. Even when you're doing things for others, let's be honest, you're doing it for yourself, for Maybe how you'll think about yourself in a positive way. Maybe how you think other people will think about you. You know, if other people like you, then you'll like yourself more. Okay, so you're doing it for other people to like you, which is really also helping you like you. Look, they're one and the same. Um, but taking a look at these scales of, okay, is this um, more for them or more for me? And is there a point at which it starts being... Co- harmful to them or to me. Um, 
when you make a decision to go with it until you notice, hmm, don't think it's working, right? And to know that you're allowed to redecide at any time because you really always are redeciding. If you're sticking in with a decision that you made, you're always redeciding on it. So you also could redecide that you're not going to stick with it anymore. Um, and I just wanted, wanted to reiterate that because I think there are a lot of you that feel really guilty about changing your mind, making a new decision, because you were taught that something's wrong with that and that something's wrong with you if you do that and you need to be like, I don't know, somehow enlightened and and perfect and able to just know your entire future, make one decision now and stick with it till you're dead, right? And that is not reality. Sometimes it serves you to make a commitment to stick with it and then to do the mental gymnastics in order to get your mind on board when it's less comfortable. And you can find, like I had a client the other day, we were working on this um, together and this client realized that he actually wanted to stick something out that was feeling really uncomfortable because he wanted to see how he could actually stick it out and praise himself and elevate himself and grow his relationship with himself, how he could maybe go through this scenario in the future with a whole lot more self-encouraging thoughts going on and less of the self-deprecating ones, right? So different scenario. Then there's a scenario like I was in that I know you found yourself in before where it is time, my friend, to stop committing to the same decision, to allow yourself the freedom, the permission to redecide and change your mind and realize, okay, you know, that was a decision that was good for me then with the info that I had. I'm glad I had that experience. Thank you, self. <laughs> Thank you, universe. Thank you, friends, whatever. And I'm changing my mind now. This is where it ends. And this is where I make a, a, a turn. This is where I turn off the road. I no longer need to be fi- following this path. And I think the best measurement, best barometer for yourself of whether or not you should stick with a decision or change your mind is whether it feels forced and gritty or like you've just released water from a dam. Do you feel a release like, oh my gosh, yes, this is going to be great. I can see how going through this scenario, I will be able to breathe and um, I'm going to just work on the mindset work and I'm going to stick with it because I'm going to be able to be more encouraging to myself. I'm going to be able to stand up for myself. This is going to provide me a whole lot more freedom in the future. Or is it the release? Do you get the release when you say, you know what? We tried this. And it's no longer the right decision. We're changing our minds. This became, <laughs> unintentionally, an episode all about changing your mind. So I want to loop back around to disappointing friends. Um, 
because it really is about both changing your mind and disappointing friends, right? So in this scenario that I described, I did have to disappoint my friends. And whenever you change your mind about a decision, you are typically faced with a scenario where you're going to disappoint some people, right? Often people that you, that you care a lot about. The important thing to remember, my friend, is that, like I said at the beginning, cutting off your own hand to help somebody else is really not useful. Maybe if their life depended on it, you'd be willing to sacrifice your hand for your, like someone you love for their, for their life. But that's not the scenario. You've never been in that scenario. You're not going to ever be in that scenario, most likely. But when helping becomes self-harm, it's time to redecide. And to approach that conversation, I highly recommend you just start with, you know, I, I kind of, I, I did this and I did it imperfectly. So I want to remind you, you don't have to be perfect with this, but I do want to give you just a little hint of how I approached it so that it gives you a starting spot. And then I want you to be willing to be perfectly imperfect as you try this out and um, experiment with disappointing people you love. So I approached it like, hey, can I talk with you for a few minutes? Great. I've realized that... um, I'm no longer able to stay here. This is not working well for me. Um, Here are some reasons that I felt comfortable sharing for why I was deciding to leave. And they were very personal reasons. They were things that I was like, hey, you know, I'm, these are things that I'm aware of. You know, these are kind of some traumas, some triggers, some things from my past. I recognize that I'm, imperfect here. And, you know, this is me. And so I need to honor this and it's not right for me to stick around. So I'm going to leave. And I'm very sad to be doing this because I feel like I'm disappointing you and letting you down. And that really makes me sad. And I'm very sorry about that, but this is the right decision for me. So letting others know, hey, it's not about them. It's about you. This is a me thing. Letting them know that you're proud of yourself for making this decision because it's you standing up for yourself. Letting them know that you are concerned about disappointing them and that you are, you know, that you are worried or sad or, um, or sorry even for the scenario and the potential disappointment that they're going to experience. And then reiterating the boundary that, you know, even though I am really sad about that and I don't want to disappoint you, I know that this is the right decision for me. So those are kind of the components I would recommend as you approach a conversation about disappointing a friend. And ultimately I just want to remind you that you are allowed to decide and redecide at any time And that you are the only one that knows how everything is affecting you, right? You don't want to make your friends responsible for constantly knowing what's best for you in the moment and your well-being. 
they can't possibly know. They could maybe give some suggestions, but they can't possibly know what's going on in your mind and in your in your body. So if you realize there's something that you need to do, something that you need to change, some action you need to take, and it may affect a friend, it's okay. It is not their job to know or even understand or tell you what you should or shouldn't do. Just like you can't possibly manage all of their disappointments, etc. So let your friends be disappointed. Stand up for your inner child who needs that strong parent to be there for them. I always find it's more helpful to me when I think of me fighting for my inner child than me just like doing it because I want to. Right? It's kind of like I get to stick up for someone else. That someone else is still part of me, but it feels like someone else. And go with it. It's gonna be it's gonna be scary. Let your asshole clench. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> and as I've said before here, right? Just as we talk about in that simple three-step process, the very first three episodes, right? Being willing to be uncomfortable, take action, and have your own back. The more you do this, the more you prove to yourself over and over again the things that felt scary, like they were going to kill you, you didn't die from, and now you have a deeper self-trust on the other side. And that, my friend, is what happened to me after the scenario. I felt worried, that discomfort ahead of time. I took action. I had the conversation, though I was so uncomfortable. I had my own back. I said what I needed to say and said set a firm decision that I was going to leave. And I felt so much more connected with myself on the other side and so much more like, wow, I really blew that up into something way bigger than it was. The friend didn't freak out at me. The friend doesn't hate me that I know of. (laughs) We're going to be fine. And like, ultimately, I'm alive. I'm okay. The world did not end. We can have uncomfortable conversations and we can let our friends down. It's going to be all right. Okay, my friend, have a fabulous week. Thanks for being here. So great chatting with you. And I'll see you on the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.